Trevor Zegris making history along with Sarah Nurse. We'll talk about that, some new numbers, and some signings on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit it. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, which has more lines, props, odds, and ever than ever before. That is BetOnline.net. All right. So we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot of Trevor Zegras talk today. And we've got a couple of signings that we're going to talk about, including one that just took place late last night and some Jersey talk. Yeah, sort of Jersey talk. I'm going to get this out of the way. For those of you watching on video, um, you may notice a little bit of something. For those of you on audio, let me explain. So I gotten some crap about not being like a total, like, yeah, I like the Angels. And I do want to talk about that news a little bit just for a hot minute. We'll save that for the end. But you might notice I'm wearing a Wrigleyville jersey, the Chicago Cubs. Well, look, I mean, I like the Angels. And this is a Cubs jersey, but hey, come on. It has, come on. It's a Simba jersey. It's Andrelton Simmons Cubs jersey. I mean, I, I had to get it. So yeah, I'm still on vacation, still in Chicago for now. But just thought I'd share that little bit. You know, Andrelton Simmons was one of my favorite angels when he was in Anaheim. One of the best defensive wizards that I've seen play personally. All right, enough about that. Let's get right down to business. So. I want to start off, lead off with the news that took place. It was revealed this week that Trevor Zegras is going to be on the cover of NHL 23. So I want to start off with Zegras. As you know, Trevor Zegras had an amazing year last season. Arguably could have won the Calder, but you know what? He is the most marketable player in the National Hockey League right now. Let's go back. Let's talk about the Flying Z, which, by the way, is going to be a feature in this game. So you could actually do the Flying Z goal in NHL 23, maybe along with, I don't know, a couple of really cool guys. Maybe you could have Trevor Zegras back with Sonny Milano in this game. Maybe you could have Trevor Zegras with, I don't know, Sidney Crosby, like an all-star game or something like that. Or maybe a Western Conference guy. Maybe put... Zegris on one end, McDavid on the other end for the Pacific Division All-Stars. That could be a thing. Let's see. You could do a lacrosse goal in that game. He did that twice last season, which was really cool. So there, there's so many possibilities. So Zegris, the cover athlete, the Ducks' most marketable star in ages. Probably the most marketable star that the Ducks have had since Paul Correa. I mean, Tamu Solani was marketable as well, but... Man, Paul Correa did a lot of commercials back in the day. He had a couple of really good ones with some legends. And now Zegras, you're going to be seeing those deals flying in all over the place. Ha, ah, see what I did there. But that's not the big story. The big story across just all of National Hockey League is that Sarah Nurse is also on the cover of NHL 23. That is right. Sarah Nurse the Canadian national team forward is the first woman to ever be on the cover of an EA NHL game. And I'll show that right here. There we go. So it that's a thing of beauty. First off, I love the fact that 
you know, Zegris is wearing shorts. He's crouching down right there. There's palm trees in the back. You have Sarah Nurse in her jersey. I mean, that that's a cool-looking cover. Probably one of my favorite ones, to be perfectly honest. You know, got that nice little... Like the nice little sunshine going there kind of looks like they're playing street hockey a little bit. I I think it's a winner. I think it's ah, chef's kiss all the way. So that is the cover for NHL 23. I, I think it's awesome that they're both on there. So talk a little bit more about Sarah Nurse just for a hot minute because I do follow women's hockey too. Uh, she won a gold medal with Canada in the Olympics that took place earlier this year. Like, yeah, can you believe that Olympics took place earlier this year? The, the 2022 Winter Olympics was only a few months ago. It seems like it was years ago because time doesn't exist anymore. I mean, time is but a weird construct right now. But Sarah Nurse, she had the opening goal in that gold medal game against the U.S. And she helped lead Team Canada. To a victory against the United States, three to two. Yeah, yeah that that one's as, as a as a U.S. citizen. I mean that one still hurts, but at least we'll always have the Lamaru shootout goal in 2018. At least we'll always have Lamaru winning gold for the U.S. in 2018. So maybe that's Canada getting a little bit of revenge on the states. Okay, fine, whatever. But Sarah Nurse was a big part of that team. So congrats to Trevor Zegris and big congrats to Sarah Nurse for being on the cover of NHL 23. I think it is a tremendous honor for both of them. And you know what? That's going to look really cool. And I see a lot of fans watching on here or fans listening. I could sense that a bunch of you guys are going to be buying that game. Solely because Trevor Zegris is on the cover and solely because you could do the flying Z or the Zegris or whatever you want to call it goal move on there. Hey, maybe you could do that move. I mean, gosh, the possibilities are endless with who Zegris could do that with. Could be fun. All right. We're going to take a brief timeout and we'll have the first intermission right now. And this brief word from Bet Online, which has more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts, and you already have lines for the Stanley Cup, but you also have divisional lines, and we have award lines up now. Who's going to win the Hart? Who's going to win the Norris Trophy? Bet Online now has player futures for the National Hockey League, also division, also for each team. Will they or won't they make the playoffs? Right now, the Ducks are not favored to make the playoffs. But if you believe that the Ducks are going to make the playoffs and you want to put a bet down on that, then head over to betonline.net right now using either your laptop or your mobile device, which is right in front of me. Once again, Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly, folks. And by gambling responsibly, do not bet on the Coyotes or the Blackhawks. Please bet responsibly, folks. So we're going to continue talking about Trevor Zegris, but this has to do with jersey numbers. So... Yeah, I know I talk about jerseys all the time on this show. It seems like I'm wearing a baseball jersey because, you know, the Wrigleyville jersey is awesome. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a jersey head, as you know. 
Um, I'm going to start off this segment by talking about the leak that just went out a few days ago about what each team is going to do. The Winnipeg Jets, they're going to go back to their 90s look. That's Hamu Solani era jersey. Woo, that's going to be cool. The Anaheim Mighty Ducks are going to go back to the old school logo. Can't wait to see what they do. The only concerning thing is the colors are orange. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll do something different. Who knows? So that leak is already out for what most teams are going to do for the reverse retro 2.0. But the bigger jersey news has to do with number changes. I know Ducks Twitter kind of went crazy on that. And I wouldn't blame them. But we got some new jersey numbers for the Anaheim Ducks. Let's start with Trevor Zegris. Who's going to be wearing number 11? So Trevor Zegris gets his big boy number. No longer the rookie number 46. For those of you that have a Trevor Zegris 46 jersey, props to you. You guys are the original fans of Trevor Zegris. But he is now number 11. And the new number for Jamie Drysdale, number 6. So he gets his big boy number and he gets a single digit number. So let's start with Trevor Zegras going to number 11. The last players, well, first off, the player that longest wore number 11, Saku Koivu. Remember Saku Koivu was an Anaheim Duck from 2010 to 2014? Yeah, that was that was a thing that happened. Saku Koivu wore that for four seasons. Yeah. The last player to wear number 11 for the Anaheim Ducks was Daniel Sprong. Remember Daniel Sprong? That was only two years ago. By the way, Daniel Sprong, whatever happened to him? Well, after that, or he came to the Ducks from Pittsburgh. Remember that? Yeah. He was traded by the Penguins to the Ducks for Marcus Pedersen. So, Daniel Sprong, last player before Zegras to wear number 11. And Trevor Zegras will likely be the final player to wear number 11. Am I calling this already? Yes, I am. Trevor Zegers will be the last player in Ducks franchise history history to wear number 11. But yeah, Daniel Sprong, former Penguin. Jamie Drysdale, wearing number 6. The longest tenured Duck to wear number 6 was Ben Lovejoy. Remember Ben Lovejoy? Remember what team he was on also? Hmm. Oh yeah, the Pittsburgh Penguins. In fact, he got traded to and from the Penguins. Remember this? He was traded by Pittsburgh to Anaheim for a fifth round pick, which ended up being Anthony Angelo. Then two years later, traded by the Ducks to Pittsburgh for Simon Dupree. Ooh, that was a while ago. So yeah, Ben Lovejoy wore number six. The last player to wear number six for the Ducks. Gotta go back two years. Eric Goodbranson. He was the last Anaheim Duck before JD to wear number six and gee what 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 happened to good brands there oh yeah he got yeah where did where did he oh that's right the penguins traded from pittsburgh to the ducks for a couple i think martinson and a seventh round pick yeah so hmm a, a lot a lot of these players that i'm mentioning they were former penguins the Ducks seem to love trading with the Penguins. What is it about the Penguins that the Ducks love so much? What is it about the Pens that everybody loves so much? Hmm. Oh, maybe it's the fact they're bringing back the RoboPen. Yeah. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're bringing the RoboPen back. RoboPen. RoboPen. 
Yep, that's going to be the reverse retro 2.0. That's going to look really cool. So yeah, JD Warren number six, Z Warren number 11. You know what? Those are going to look really cool flying down the ice come October. Finally, the big, bo the big boy numbers. And we see this a lot across all the leagues. Ryan Getzloff. Remember what Ryan Getzloff wore? He wore number 51 before settling on his iconic number 15 jersey for the Ducks. So this is a natural thing that happens all across hockey. Look, we knew that Zegris was not going to be 46 forever. Jamie Drysdale, 34. That one, that one seemed like it fit. I would have been fine seeing Jamie Drysdale keep number 34. But that's more of a goalie number, not a defenseman number. So that's that bit of news. All right, we're going to take a brief intermission, and we'll be back talking about the World Cup of Hockey and some signings across the Pacific Division. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, as you can see. And you know what? We're going to, you know, cov cover some odds and ends on this final segment of the podcast today. So a few odds and ends. Let's first talk about the World Cup of Hockey. Yeah, that is coming back. The World Cup of Hockey should, should return in 2024. So we're going to have games in North America and Europe as of right now. And they're targeting a 17-day window in February 2024 to hold the event. So that's a thing that could happen once again. That means there would have to be a break, an NHL break for all the NHL players to come out and play the World Cup of Hockey. Last time they did this was all the way back in 2016. That seems like so long ago, but that's when they had it, 2016, and they played all the games in Toronto. The other times they did it was 96 and 2004. So it looks like they're moving full steam ahead. In fact, that was mentioned by Bill Daly, NHL Deputy Commissioner, quote, we're moving full steam ahead, and that means we're continuing to have regular meetings. So there should be at least eight national teams and we'll see how that turns out. So if it is indeed February 2024, then I would assume that could, could possibly mean that there won't be an all-star game that season. And that we'll have an actual Olympic break this time. Because let's, let's assume the best that by then that COVID will hopefully be a thing of the past. And there will be fewer COVID postponements. So that could mean a very successful, hopefully successful, World Cup of Hockey in 2024. So that's the first odd and end. Next, I do want to talk about some recent signings that took place within the division. And there's two big ones that took place since the last time I talked about this. First one, Nazim Kadri got a big contract from the Calgary Flames, a seven-year $49 million contract. Kadri's 31 right now. That means he'd be signed through his age 38 season. And it's a $7 million cap hit per season. That's a lot of money to be paying a 38-year-old. But you know what? He had himself a monster season last year. 87 points in 71 games. 
He won the Stanley Cup last season. He was just terrific in the playoffs. 15 points in 16 games. He was really all over the place last season with the Colorado Avalanche and helping be that spark plug to help lead the Avs to the eventual cup last season. So this really just is a terrific move for, for everybody involved. Kadri looking for that big payday. Calgary looking to replace some of the departed players. And I think this is a pretty fair replacement. This puts Calgary in a window right now to try to win the cup. And I know I did my rankings before where I put Edmonton 1, Kings 2, Calgary 3. I do I do legitimately think that this move does put them up a notch. Will it be good enough to win the division again? I'm not sure. I think Edmonton is right there. The Kings are rising. Calgary's right there also. So it could be a very close 1-2 between the Alberta teams. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Kings make a run at this as well. Because I do think those are the one, two, three teams in the Pacific Division right now. But Calgary's going for it, so got to give them props. The other signing that took place late last night, and this this one was just a weird one. Phil Kessel, Phil the Thrill, signed a one-year deal worth $1.5 million to the Vegas Golden Knights, who were already above the salary cap, and I don't know how they're going to make this work. There's going to be some LTIR to deal with, and they might have to dress some guys and not dress some guys during the season in order to get under the cap. But I think that's what's going to have to happen. So Phil Kessel, just a one-year deal, and that's it. Keep in mind, he's got an Iron Man streak going as of right now. Boy, that streak could really be in jeopardy if Phil Kessel does not do well in training camp. And if somehow Bruce Cassidy says, no, nah, you know what, we're, we're going we're gonna to end this now. I don't think Bruce Cassidy is necessarily the type of coach that would do that. But given his unceremonious exit from Boston, I know that Jess Balmasto and I talked about this last week about Bruce Cassidy. And it's the kind of thing that would not be surprising <laughs> Like, if it happened, would it be hilarious? Sure. Would it suck? Yes, absolutely. Is Phil Kessel one of the better players in our league historically? Eh, sure. Sure, Kessel's had a fairly solid career, I would say. I mean, Phil Kessel, he does have 399 goals. He's one away from 400. He's 44 points away from 1,000 points. Would that make him a Hall of Famer? Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe he's a fringe Hall of Famer. I mean, he he did win with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So he is a cup winner for what it's worth. There I go. There I go mentioning Pittsburgh again. <sighs> yeah, Phil Kessel has won. He's won a cup. He's won multiple, and he's almost a thousand point scorer, almost four hundred goals. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a fringe guy to me. He is. He might be in the hall of very good. So once again, there's those two contracts. I don't think Phil Kessel at this stage of his career 
is going to help Vegas a whole lot. I still do think that they're going to be on the outside looking and this will not help them. But hey, it could be interesting to see them get just ramshackled against other Pacific teams, other quicker teams. Like, I don't know, maybe a Calgary, especially in Edmonton. Yeah, Kessel will be just torched. And even Anaheim. Anaheim, who is a super young team. Anaheim, who's a speedy team. They could run circles around Phil Kessel right now. But that's just this stage of his career. So yeah, we'll get some hot dogs to Vegas right away. Oh, by the way, there is a Nathan's Hot Dogs that's right across. So the Nathan's Hot Dogs is inside the New York, New York Casino, which is adjacent to to T-Mobile Arena. So all you got to do is exit the arena, go to New York, New York Casino, and on the west side, or on the south side, rather, there's a Nathan's Hot Dogs right there. So, yeah. Okay, one final thing that I did want to talk about, and I did say I was going to leave this for last, and this is not hockey-related, but this is Anaheim-related, and I'd be remiss if I did not talk about this, but Artie Moreno. Artie Moreno is exploring selling the Angels. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think about 99% of Angel fans will agree with me on that one. Hallelujah. Finally, Artie Moreno looking to sell the team. And it's about time. He's been there since 2003, since after the Angels won the World Series. And he saw that and went, hmm, I think I want that. So he bought the Angels. And for what it's worth, they did have a good run his first decade there. They did win division after division after division. Unfortunately, lost all those times. But hey, at least they had divisional success. So that's kind of cool. And Artie Moreno did bring Vlad Guerrero to the Angels. That part I loved. Loved seeing Vlad Guerrero Sr. as an Angel. So that part was good. Then it went really south after that where the Angels just had failure after failure after failure. The last time they even made the playoffs was 2014, and they didn't even win a game. They got swept by the Royals in 2014. That was that was a painful series, by the way. Hated it. So, yeah, that was, that was a thing. And the Angels haven't made the playoffs since. Wasting away Mike Trout's prime. Wasting away Shohei Otani's prime. There, there's got to be some new blood. And it's got to start at the top. And I know a lot of fans have been wanting him gone for ages, it seems like. Well, got your wish. Artie Moreno finally exploring Cell. And this was part of the quote that he said. Although this difficult decision was entirely our choice and deserved a great deal of thoughtful consideration, my family and I have ultimately come to the conclusion that now is the time. Throughout this process, we will continue to run the franchise in the best interest of our fans, employees, players, and business partners. End quote. Yeah, he's looking after the money. He's looking after the corporate sponsors, and it, it's all about money. So who could be some possible buyers? I've seen Steve Ballmer be a choice. Maybe the Samuelis. Hey, look, the Samuelis do have more money than Artie Moreno. They're worth more. How cool would it be to have the Samuelis, the owners of the Ducks, 
also own the Angels. Hmm, think about that for a second. The Samuelis, for what it's worth, they've had a good tenure owning the Ducks. Under the Samuelis, Anaheim won a Stanley Cup. Under the Samuelis, they've won division after division after division. Under the Samuelis, they did have that little dark period, but also under the Samuelis, they've got a competent GM, and the Ducks are on the rise, and under the Samuelis, we now have this Phoenix rising situation where the up-and-coming Ducks are one of the, if not the most exciting young teams in the National Hockey League. So who's to say the Samuelis cannot do the same for the Angels? Yes, the Angels do have one of the worst farms in all of Major League Baseball. In fact, MLB Pipeline just put recently put out their poll, and they ranked the Angels dead last. 30th out of 30 teams as far as their farm system. Oh, that's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing that the Angels have no farm system, and the depth is meh at best. So under new ownership, maybe someone else can bring in a GM who knows what they're doing. I mean, Perry, Perry's done... He's done his job, for what it's worth. Artem Moreno has tried to poke in for whatever it's worth. So maybe the Samuelis can go in there and get some fresh blood on the GM. Maybe they can get some fresh blood assistant. Like, they just need some new people in general. And the Samuelis could help with that. Maybe they'll keep the ticket prices low. Maybe maybe the Samuelis would be the, would be the kind of owners that would take out the Los Angeles from the name and bring back the rightful name of that franchise, the Anaheim Angels. That's what they should be. That I still call them the Anaheim Angels. It's embarrassing when even Jeopardy trolls the team name. Loosely translated, the the Angels Angels of Anaheim. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. You know how ridiculous that's... And now it's the Los Angeles Angels. So the, the Angels Angels. Hallelujah. Give the Samuelis a chance. Maybe the Samuelis will bring in... You know, maybe they'll bring in their organist. Hey, Lindsay. The Angels need an organist. Just saying. I mean, there's a slew of other things that they could do. Maybe they could change up the jerseys, make them really cool. There's The possibilities are endless at this point. So that's that's kind of my number one choice as to who could buy the Angels. But it'd be a big story. But Balmer, I'd be okay with that as well. All right. Yeah, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Once again, thank you all for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, among others. You could follow me on Twitter, Comsa. The Twitter's at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to email me, you can do so. The email address is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Bit of a programming note, we will have at least two shows next week. I don't know when the next one's going to be. It could be Tuesday, maybe. We'll see when I come back from my little mini vacation. Um, next podcast could be either Tuesday or Wednesday. If it's a Wednesday, I'll be back home. So that could be when the next podcast will be. 
and then September will be here before we know it. And hey, let's get ready for some more hockey. All right. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, folks. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Fly together.